Hello everybody, um, my name is Phil Friend and welcome to this latest uh, Gear, Gadgets and Gizmos podcast and I'm delighted to welcome to the uh, the show today, Mary Duffy. Now I got hold of Mary via a good chum of mine, Jeff Adams Spink, um, who said that Mary was a very interesting character and I've had a couple of chats with her and I can certainly vouch for that and I think you're going to find what she's using to overcome the sort of difficulties her impairment causes her are really really clever so mary how are you i'm very good thank you um phil very nice to be part of this conversation yes well it's great to have you so uh, whereabouts are you based i notice a very strong irish lilt there but are you living in ireland is that where you are yes i live in ireland i live across the sea from hollyhead basically um south of dublin city i'm about an hour i live in a rural area yeah. And you have your own house and so on? Yes, um, I keep pens, grow veg, yeah. And the condition you have, Mary, your your impairment, how would you describe that? I was born without arms mm-hmm. and I use my feet to do most things. I'm nearly 60 years old. Okay. I'll be 60 on my next birthday. Well, happy birthday so for it's then. Chal- so <laughs> it's very challenging. So you've obviously developed a whole range of ways of doing things that the rest of us Mm-hmm. Um, obviously use our hands for but um, what's the first thing then Mary that you're going to sort of share with us that really is very very useful to you and very important in terms of overcoming your your disability? Well I guess like like lots of disabled people I really feel when I'm in my own home I'm very comfortable mm-hmm. I never think about having no arms and it is when I go away I'm suddenly very very disabled Yep. So I can't open doors. I can't make a cup of tea. I hate going on holiday, you know. So I have my my travel list. And top of my list is what I call my rose and my thorn. My rose is a massage ball when I get a pain in my neck. But my thorn is basically a suction clamp that allows me to attach a disc-like knob to a wall. If I want to wear a pair of swimming togs, for example, and go to the pool, Mm -hmm. I need, I have awful trouble getting my togs off. Right. Unless I'm going to a naturist place where I don't have to wear (laughs) any togs. And so I got this device, which is basically designed for disabled people or for anybody really who wants to carry around a grip with them. Right. So that they can be safer in a shower and... It's like a telephone handset, old-fashioned. And it's got two glass clamps and basically a drawer knob attached to it. So I can stick that to any wall or a mirror in a hotel if I'm going away. The thing that looks like a phone, as you describe it, is a bit like a a sort of portable grab rail. You sort of stick it... That's exactly what it is, with a hole drilled in it. And what I need stuck to it. Right. So I have found that, oh, I don't know how to say it politely, but, you know, (laughs) the places I end up have small little tiles and this won't work. If the tile is big, there's no problem. If the tile is smaller than the suction bits, it's no good. Yeah, yeah. So this this one is the double whammy and it's a portable grab rail and it will work on a mirror. It will often work on a wardrobe door or something smooth. The bathroom 
may have mosaic type tiles they're mm. very popular mm-hmm. and it won't work with that also it can go on but not come off so i have to remember to position it close to the edge of the grout if they're big tiles so that i have some chance of getting it off now what about the second thing then what what other devices do you have in your locker i love gardening but i did have a problem in that if i want to spend half an hour gardening it might take me another half an hour to clean up afterwards. Right. That my feet get really, this is a problem I haven't really solved yet, but I really need gloves for my feet. And there is something called gloves in a bottle, which is barrier cream, like mechanics use. And that's quite good. But what I've got is what I call my shoe valve. It's a shovel. <laughs> no, it's a shoe with a shovel attached to the front of it. Right. So I can put my foot in, do half an hour of gardening, and come away without having to spend another half an hour trying to get the grit from underneath my nails. Uh, it's it's pretty good. The shoe itself has the, the trowel or whatever fitted to the end of it. Yes. Right. And then you use it as a trowel, and, but then you slip your foot out when you've finished. Yeah, I learned on. I learned early on, you know, when I, I went to art college mm, 40 years ago now. But I was expected to do the same as everybody else. They were very proud of their equality policy, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't take me long to end up in the emergency room, let's say. But <laughs> that was not before. I was using a hammer and, oh, don't. <laughs> you know... Holding the hammer between my big toe and my little toe doesn't take long to get a um, a blister. And right. that's the same problem with any tool. It just doesn't work like that. Mm. So having it attached to my this shoe means that it's um, it gets over the blister problem. Yeah. Now, that's not something that somebody without arms wouldn't know. The problem about holding tools that are designed for hands is something that's difficult for me as somebody using my feet yeah sure so mm. i'm still go- i've still got in my head this image of you using your feet to hammer things because i yeah. you know somebody has whacked his thumb i don't know how many times how, how and you did mention an emergency room i mean you- i did yeah <laughs> and i mentioned that because i can tell you now i mean i was i was doing metal work and yeah. I cut my toe and they brought me to the emergency room. And the guy was kneeling down in front of me and he asked me several times to explain exactly how did I cut my toe. Mm-hmm. And I kept repeating myself. And he said, just tell me again, just start at the beginning. And I, But anyway, I walked away. But it was only after I walked away that I realized he must never have known that I had no arms. Right, he just because didn't, he never, he, he he never notice. <laughs> looked above my, he never looked at me. Ugh, that is you awful. know, so he couldn't understand. I was thinking, well, it's all very simple. I was there with the trying to cut the copper, and I the knife slipped, and I cut my toe. And said, <laughs> how did that happen? Just try split, explaining it again. I mean, so, it yeah. is, it is as you said a, a few minutes ago. It is a tribute to the place that they let somebody go full tilt at all these dangerous things only using their feet i mean i did a lot of pottery mm-hmm. i i became quite expert at throwing pots on a wheel right but i also worked with photography and i had to print my photographs 
And that involves standing on one leg in a dark room. And that's exceedingly difficult. I mean, balancing on one leg in daylight is no problem, but balancing on one leg in the dark is yeah. nearly impossible. And on top of a chair. So we've done the, the, the stick on uh, telephone and we've done the tools for the garden. Um, you also shared with me before we went on air that you use a spoon in an interesting way in the garden too, don't you? You put that. I like my onions, so I use a spoon as um, to do the delicate weeding around the onion. It's very, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm going to go and do that now when we're finished. So, right. <laughs> so the spoon and the and the trowel attached to the shoe. What what's number three? What 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 other um, interesting gadgets? It's my, well, these are my essential travel items because, like I said, when I'm at home, having no arms doesn't seem to be such a big deal. But I just have to go anywhere at all and I suddenly realise I'm like a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. This is about the length of my foot. It's a device for reading. Now, I have to put in context that I came up with this idea when I was being presented with what the health authority thought was an appropriate device, which it looked like something that belonged in a dental office or an operating theatre. <laughs> it was about five foot in diameter. It was a big machine and it was supposedly to help me read books, but it needed a room of its own. Yes. <laughs> you know, it was so big and it couldn't easily be moved around. And the end, it didn't last very long because they told me with a straight face that if I wanted to read, I'd have to photocopy everything first. Yeah, can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Yes, War and Peace photocopied. Very so good. while they were doing that, I came up with this. So it's shaped like a crucifix. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 centimetres in length and about the same across. Yeah. In the middle, of, at the back of the crucifix, it's got a little, well, sorry, it's for reading a book. Mm-hmm. And I strapped the book into it. Yeah. And... I suppose the biggest problem for me, like with the hammer and the trowel, it's holding it. Yeah. It's ho- So at the back of the crucifix, I have a little strap and my big toe fits underneath the strap. So without any effort, I can relax my foot and the book is held in place. In place. Yeah. And I have a little thin bit of elastic. Is it called thread elastic or something? The downside is that it has to be adjusted every time. Yeah. Sorry. The first thing I do is I open the book mm-hmm. and I put a vertical piece of elastic down the middle pages. Right. And I try not to read so to get an advance on, but I try and figure out the middle. And then I attach, uh, adjust the horizontal elastic, which is very thin. And I sometimes, often actually, need help for that. Yeah. Because both come in different sizes. And it has to be just the right amount of tension that holds the book when I turn it upside down and won't fall out, but allows me to turn the page with ease. Yes. You're using your foot to slide the page from under the elastic. Yeah, I'm turning the page. Yeah, Yeah, and that effectively turns it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, for somebody like, my dream is to be able to read in bed, you know, or read on an airplane. So it has two little stands on it so that it'll act like a book rest, I suppose. Yeah. Um, And it also can be turned sideways so I can lie in bed with the pillow behind it and, And you know, it's quite nice. 
What is it? Um, I mean, the obvious question that I'm sure a listener will be asking is why not audio books? Why, why are you, what is it about the actual physical art of uh, act of reading that you find? Audio books don't do it for me. I don't get trans, I want to be transported. Okay. So I'm solving problems that don't exist or I'm thinking about something else when I'm listening to an audio book. Right. So it doesn't give me that absorption that I'm looking for. Um, a Kindle is the nearest thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I like the smell of books. Yeah. Yeah. Olfactory sense. Yeah. But as well as that, um, if anybody solved this problem, I'd be really excited. Um, I'm very long-sighted, so I can hold a book in my feet. Actually, the precursor to this, I'll, say, I, I'll send you a picture of it, is me lying, and, lying down in a chaise long with a table over me. Mm-hmm. The table is transparent, and I'm looking up at the book. Right. That's really cute design mm. i didn't come up with that idea but another woman without arms did mm-hmm. i rather like it um it's like simple but the problem is that as my eyesight changes and deteriorates and the book needs to be further and further away so i have to choose a book according to the size of the print yeah and the weight of it, um, not pleasant so i may become a kindle soon but it, yeah. uh, yeah so kindle would help wouldn't it because at least you can absorb yourself but it doesn't have the smell or the texture or the feel of a book but it it no. might be in but the longer term an alternative it's better than choosing a book by the size of the print or the yes you know yeah yeah just it has to have the right amount of print size so that i can hold it in my feet and yes. um so if anybody listening has got a brilliant idea for how Mary could read books of any size, any print size, without mm. having to resort to hanging from ceilings or whatever, then please let us know, I think. is Well, top, top of my list, actually, for problem-solving dire need is I work as an artist and I use a lot of heavy chemicals mm-hmm. and I, need, I really need nitrile gloves something not medical yeah gloves but something made of because they just disintegrate but i need a covering for my feet so that i can like gardening i can paint for half an hour i don't want to spend longer cleaning up than i do painting painting no and 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 obviously anything that goes over your feet has got to be um, thin enough and sensitive enough to enable you to use your toes in a, an effective way, hasn't it? Yeah. So again, if there's someone listening who's got a bright idea, please let us know because yes. Mary would Do, be thrilled yes. a bit. Well, Mary, yes. we need to draw this to a close. Um, but let me say before we, we finally say goodbye to each other, um, I'll make sure I post on the website the things you've talked about. Okay. If any listener you- is actually... Um, giving some thought to what you've been saying and the problems you've got and how they might be overcome that would be fantastic and Mary it's been a joy I love I love the way you go about sorting things out it's just you don't buy stuff you make stuff don't you well it can't be bought but I remember when you first asked me what's my favorite gadget and I said my brain yes you know (laughs) it's the most plastic most malleable most adjustable most uh, adaptable gadget i have i think that's a brilliant way you know it's a full-time job doing this crack yes but you do it remarkably well i have to say and (laughs) yes uh, well mary thank you so much for giving us your time it's been an absolute joy and um 
take very good care of yourself. We'll speak soon. Thank you. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to be part of the programme, please email me at brinkburn at gmail.com or you can email the Research Institute for Disabled Consumers direct at mail at ridc.org. Thank you once again. <laughs>